the mental stress for black men are more than most people can ever understand coming from a black man. I'm a a black female, and we do have certain expectations of you. Yet the problem is we should, the expectations we have of you, some of it is reality, is realistic, and some of it is living up to the Joneses mentality or the masses mentality. And it's easier said than done a lot of times that, you know, we say we want to build our men. We want, we need our men to support us. We need our men to do all these things. But it's kind of hard to say and do that when we are tearing down our men because society's definition of that is a blatant lie. Now, we're going to talk about these Beckys and these white women that are men, the ones who are in, a lot of them within the sports entertainment world, a lot of them in the entertainment world, TV, media, movies. They say things like, well, I married her because I fell in love with this person or they treated me in ways that I wouldn't get treated by a black woman. Now, when you marry a white woman, you've already disgraced yourself. She doesn't care. You're a trophy piece to her. You're not really her husband. You're not really, you know, you get these people, oh, you know, they, but they always, oh, I'm standing up for blacks and I'm doing this. How can a white woman married to a black man talk about she can stand up for black people? Why do you men of that caliber seem to always want to marry these Beckys and these these women like this? Look at Tiger Woods' situation. The woman he was married to, who is who was originally the nanny, this woman is set for life. Tiger Woods now has to reclaim his self as a person, not just as a man, but as a black man. He, even though he said he doesn't consider himself black. But he's not white. He's married to, and he got married to some white woman, and his whole career went to shit. Now, which ladder? What, what do you call it? You want to strengthen because society has told you that your black woman ain't shit. Somehow, because you're not shit, but somehow they're allowing you to marry their women, and it's okay. You can't stand up in front of people and say, you, as a black man, this is how, well, I don't, a lot of them always say that the white women treat them 
better and do this and do all these things? Are they really treating you better to make you feel better? Or are they doing it to keep you still mentally screwed up? Like, what is that? What, what do you call that? It's a business investment. It's an investment. They're doing that as an investment because they see something to gain in their future. Well, I don't see how it's an investment when the minute, and then even when you get, when these men get married, these, and it's not just athletes, you got doctors and lawyers and people in high places and different, you know, you got different caliber of, of them. But all of them are the same thing. Like you said saying yesterday, you know, these white women think that they have, they are on a pedestal and everybody is supposed to bend to them because of who they, of the way they look. Why is it you want to be with a white woman? Your black woman can do everything they can do and better. But they don't want to see black. When you see even the, the black men and women that are in the entertainment business who are married to each other, they are too busy trying to fit in, too busy trying to, oh, we stand up for this and we stand up for that. If you stand up for certain things, why are you going along with it? And then you're still degrading your men in the process of that. What is it that, you know, some of y'all give y'all this, this extra mental stress sleeping with the masses of children? Like, somebody but, explain that. Somebody say, tell me, you a black man. You've educated yourself. You've elevated yourself. You know what the cost is of who or what you do, you're, you're putting yourself into. And then you're going to go marry some white woman. Because supposedly she can benefit you and she can do this and oh white black women would never just come home and do this and black women tell you, which black tell you, women are you talking about let me tell you when they say stuff like this black women won't do this and black women won't do that to me they already have their mind up it's like they go they don't it's not about in certain instances than the same individual, the same black man. It's not about the white woman. It's reactionary to the black woman. What does the black woman represent? You know, every time we have these situations, we have to look at the core. What does the black woman represent to him as opposed to the white woman? Now, I understand we have this so-called forged 
thing on our psyche and mentality, the white European standard of beauty. So now, young black men, black boys, are exposed to nothing but, and I'm saying back in the day, because it's gotten a little better, a little better because we can choose what we want to see on social media and television, the hold is diminishing, but it's still strong. But guys my age and, you know, a good amount younger, I, I can't tell you the cutoff point, but the only so-called beautiful women you saw on TV, in the ads, in the magazines, were white women. So this continues it on. I mean, that's all you saw was a white woman. And um, that has an effect. You saw the white woman with the car, with the successful man. She was made to look even more than what she was. They could airbrush it, Photoshop it. Even if they didn't have Photoshop that day, they, they manipulated the photos a certain way. Now, not to be funny, but what was the picture that most black men saw back in the day coming up? Because what we see today is a manifestation of what happened yesterday. Those seeds were planted. I remember finding a magazine in 1973, September, okay, and it was a Playboy magazine. And I'm going to lock this conference because we have people popping in and out, and I don't want any interruptions. Hold on one second. Conference locked. Okay. And it was a Playboy magazine, Miss September, in a red, white, and blue uh, uh, miniskirt and, and tight pants in, in another part of the shoot. And she gradually exposed herself. So that hit my brain hard. Oh, my God, what is this? And so... I never had that uh, way of thinking, but I can see why many black men look at that as the epitome. And of course, we know how black beauty is put down. And some will say, well, no, it's different now. We're talking at the root, the seeds that were planted different. Just because all you grew was watermelons on your farm, all of a sudden you show up with corn seeds to plant. It took, it's going to take time to plant it. So you can't say, well, it's not just water. Well, come back next year. Let things grow. These are the seeds that are planted. So we, we look, and I'm not saying me when I say we. I'm just using it as a figure of speech. Let's get that clear. So we look at the black woman as inferior goods because her nose is not pointy. Her skin is darker. Her hair is nappy. The very beautiful things about her we look against white women back in the day made fun of black women. Your backsides are too big. And that didn't just mean big. And I want to clarify, and I'm going to finish this in 90 seconds. Big. We have a lot of big backsides out here. We have a lot of white women who feel, I got a big backside. It's not about big. I'm, I'm a man talking. It's about the shape. It, it, it's about the skin tone. It's about the fullness because many white and so-called Latino women have what they would say, oh, she has a nice backside, but it doesn't compare to a black woman. Full at the top, at the sides. Let's get into the science of booty. Each cheek separated, full unto itself. Not lower, not wide, whatever. So they can't copy that no matter what they do. But the bottom line is that we look at our women, not me again, 
as inferior and they're pushed in the back of our mind. So now when we get this woman, we've made it. And it seems as though her ice is colder. Her attention is more, more intense and more gratifying to us because she's a portal into that world that we could never get into. We become on, e on even par in status with the slave master, with the boss on the job, with that person who has power. So we must be powerful if the white woman is giving us attention. So that's why we push our chest out more in public. That's why we, and I'm saying we, I don't mean me, I'm explaining the mentality. That's why we look victoriously at the black woman who is ours when we're with the white woman in public. And we make sure to be seen. We make sure to position ourselves and we get off on the pain of rejecting the back black woman, the pain that she has when she sees, it with, sees us with someone else. And there'll be white people who get on this and say, oh God, no, it's not that, it's not that. Look, we're talking deep into something you can't understand. And I'm going to say this may not be 100% of the, of, the, of the time. And the reason why I say that, and I have, to, I have to say this part, is that if I was a black man growing up in the whitest state in the United States, which I would say is Maine, and all I knew in high school and school are white girls around me. All I knew was Caucasian music. All I knew, except for my family, was the whole white thing. So I'm like a kitten hanging out with puppies. I think I'm a puppy. You see? So now when you come to the bigger cities and you get that big corporate job and you're a black man and you have a propensity, you know, a, a desire for the white woman, I'm not going to say I excuse that, but that's all you knew. So that explains that away. So he may be accused of, oh, you're turning against the black woman, but he's only going with what he knows. Now, that is far and few between, see? In this society, there's so much going on with race, color, that when we desire the other, that's a hell of a statement. Even if we say it's just love, it's just this, how can you love someone when your head is screwed up and you don't even know who you are. So first of all, if you're a black man who knows who you are, what's made for you, and what's the best for you, 10 times out of 10, 100% of the time, you'll find a black woman for yourself. Because it's not just a matter of skin color. It's a soul thing. It's a connectedness thing. You lay in the bed with a black woman and compare it to laying in the bed with a white woman and when you're laying in the bed with the black woman, you know your home. When you're laying in the bed with that white woman, you're somewhere else. The chemicals don't mix. The, 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 it's, it's almost, you know, like laying in the bed with a dog. Go ahead, Heidi. And it's, it's not fear to, I mean, you guys, that is a lot for somebody to take on. That is a lot of pressure. That is a lot of, it's like, and then these same guys who are married or these black women who are married to these white men, I mean, white men, and they look down on their own people. Well, you marry this because I'm married to this white man. My life is this and I get treated this way. 
Yeah, you get treated what way? Supposedly, they spoil you and, and do all this stuff, or the women, you know. But if something really seriously would have happened, are they going to stand up there and protect you? Are they really going to stand up there and protect you? And what about a white woman can do anything to elevate a black man? What? They say things like, oh, white women, they they go above and beyond to make sure that we are happy and, you know, they they they." They take care of us. How can they take care of something when they can't even take care of themselves? You know what that is. <laughs> you know what that is. Right? Being with, with these women, they now the ones that are married to black women and are not in the spotlight and stuff like that, there's nothing wrong in it. Well, the ones that continue marrying these white women, thinking that their acceptance is going to be, you know, influential because, oh, I'm married to this white woman, so now the society will take me in and with with open arms. Tell me how they're taking you with open arms when they just, sometimes they set up some of these things. Look at O.J. stupid behind O.J., right? He's married to this Italian woman, all that, supposedly doing whatever she's doing. But he can't seem to stay away from them, right? Constantly, every time. Do you think if he was with a black woman, any of that stuff would have happened? Nope. Well, you know, it's like play, playing dress up. You know, we, we, we don't have our own identity, many of us. And the only thing that we or can see in ourselves is how we fit into this system of white supremacy. And we we understand that we can't be our full selves which is beyond the skin color. But the skin color indicates the potential on so many other levels, on a spiritual level, on a mental level, because we operate. Go Go ahead, ahead, sweet. No, go ahead, finish. No, we, we, we operate on a higher frequency. So when you see black men trying to fit themselves in it's like putting a square peg in a round hole. You can get one corner of that, or the four corners of the square peg partially in, but you're never going to let it fit. It's never going to be allowed to fit all the way. And so you're like that little kid whose family didn't have much money, and he had a size nine foot playing in size eight shoes. You always wondered why he never wanted to tie him up. Those shoes were too tight. 
So here we are trying to be the anal retentive white man when we are so much fuller than that. We operate on so many, much more frequencies than that. And we live a life that's nutritionally deficient to our soul. We don't get the satisfaction completely and we don't even realize it. You see, how are you going to put a donut that's only made to go from point A to point B until you change the tire that was flat and put the real tire on and expect to navigate on the Autobahn with a donut on your car? Go ahead, sweetie. And then on top of that, look at how every time y'all keep running back to these women. Oh, this. They always want to say that white women do things that black women don't do. Oh, God. See, my personal experience being around Caucasian women on the military side of it, and I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not going to just say them, but a lot of them have an issue with hygiene. Yeah. Go in. Don't don't bathing. hold back. A lot of them have yeah, hygiene issues, right? Let's talk about the things that they do. The they're always trying to throw themselves at somebody. Always, they act like their vaginas are so much better than somebody else's. They always they. You know, they always quick to look at the porn industry. Look at these people. Mm-hmm. We're going to go in today. These gang bangs and these things like that. You got this white woman and 10 or 15 or 30 black, black dudes or just how many men in there to, or a group of a different variation of men. Right? What What is that? These women, and then they all think that every black man has a, a, a penis the size of a damn horse. Just like you said yesterday. A walking dildo. That's all they want is that, that dick, that at penis. You have money. Some of these women don't even have, they're not even educated. They're not, because if you have listened to some of these women talk, they sound ridiculous. Football players' wives. Baseball players. You don't hear these women ever making intellectual statements about nothing, right? They there for the money and the fame and to to prove that the black man is is always going to, you know, be after her. That's his main goal at the end of the day. That's mental stress. So they come in and they they you know, they try to make it look like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this and I'll do all these things because you, yo, your women don't want to do that. 
I'll I'll suck you off in your voice, you know. And then somehow you're going to turn around and marry me. Some of them say, oh, that's not true. Not all white women are like this. Well, the majority of you are. I was just watching this thing on Instagram. This so-called rap guy, whoever he is, they're in an IHOP with this white girl giving him a blowjob in the people's establishment. And the white people, they didn't even say nothing. You think a black woman would ever degrade herself to that point? In a public place where everybody can see you. The things that they do. Go ahead, Lance. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You caught me with a mouth full of salad. All I was saying was there are some black women who will. Um, those who are trying to get in or prove something to this white man, right? Now, this is not a knock on all black women. I'm just saying that there are some that are so caught up. Let me tell you something. You have <clears throat> black American women. You have black women from the Caribbean. You have black women from Africa who they know how to hide that little thing they have inside of them, but they coon too for these white men. And you have a black woman who on the outside talks the right talk, but behind closed doors or in that IHOP, she will do that very thing. And I've, I've, I've seen them, but they won't do that for the black man. Not that I'm saying you have to do that. Like you said that this white woman was, given this black, it was a black man, right? A blowjob in an IHOP and the people weren't saying anything. You got black women who will do that because many black women who coon to get into the white world, they they feel that that this thing is a place. I'm going to get in. It's an illusion. They watch the TV. They've seen the ads. They've seen all all the great things that this white world has to offer and they will do anything to get a their foot in the door but it's an illusion because for those people who formerly had the illusion and they're listening and i know they are when they were raised up and brainwashed to think that all white people were educated and affluent you know the soap operas from back in the day how many rooms that these people have in their house they kept walking through it seemed like they had five thousand rooms in their house all of the lights are on Everybody's made up. They wake up in the morning and everything looks perfect. They all drive expensive cars, but they're all sitting around with drama and nobody's working. They'll say the person's a doctor, but you never see him at the hospital. They'll say a person's a lawyer, but they're sleeping around and doing different things. So this elusive white world that's been programmed into our minds, some of these black women are sold out on it. And there are many white people that live this way. But they get a wake-up call, in a sense, when they see the so-called trailer trash, when they see the uneducated, and they accept this this white superiority, but they look and say, wait a second, it's not supposed to be this way. 
this white person's broke. This white person is driving a beat down car and a coat hanger is holding the bumper onto the car. What kind of thing is this? And they start to realize that this is an illusion, but then some run deeper into the illusion. So we have some black women who will suck that white man's dick and be that sex toy because they feel that that's all they have to offer, no matter how educated they are, deep in the back of their mind, well, I, I know I better be this black sex kitten to satisfy the black curiosity of this white man because most of the time, that's what it is. These white men have this uh, idea that black women are sexual beasts and they will do all of this crazy stuff and I want to I try black pussy. Just the same way they, the white women talk about, oh yes, uh, I, I gotta have a black cock. You're a tool. You're a walking dildo. You're not a man. And you submit yourself to this when you tell them I'm a well-hung black man. Well-hung? What language is that when we were hung off of trees to the delight of the slave master and his children, men and women? So we're all screwed up, but we don't want to admit this. And I know I'm going to touch on some nerves. But many, look, how many times have you gone to that office building and seen the receptionist who was black. And you're like, why, why are her legs crossed this way? And she's showing all her legs and her breasts are out and all this extra makeup. And she's almost like that gay dude who talks like he got his nuts ripped off. Even she, who is a woman who has a high voice, there's this fake thing going on. Good evening. Good afternoon. How are you? <laughs> oh, yes, over there. You're so out of yourself you can't be comfortable why do we why do we change ourselves thinking that these people love us in our in our quest to become them or act like them be yourself and understand how precious that thing is that you have on a mental physical and spiritual level because that white man can't receive your fullness he can be inside of you deep you can have his you can be slobbing his knob every five minutes but there's so much more to you, black woman, than just sex, that comfort, that love, that spirituality. You're the closest thing to the creator on the planet Earth when fully activated, not in your degenerate uh, ways. But when you step away and you go full, completely full, and you become the pinnacle of, of that potential, there's nothing like you. But sadly, our black women are given themselves to white men at bargain basement prices. Go ahead. And we, in, and you see, this is part of you guys' mental, mental, mental stress, right? So I'm married to this white woman. My life is going to be better. But you know what? So here's something that is so, so messed up. Back in the day, even in slavery, they used to tell them, they used to tell, black people used to tell other black people to marry white people because they're going to have good, the good hair and the pretty skin. And this stuff, the, the propaganda that they shoved down these people's throats. The, the masses is sleeping with all his slaves, sleeping with his wife. Barely sleeping with his wife. 
and and then the mistress, the wife, is sleeping with the the male slaves. She gets pregnant, and then this this is this is your house, niggas. Now, because here you go, you got a white man with a white wife who got a black baby inside of him. Now that child becomes the house niggas because they liked. So, you know, mentally, somebody, the same culture, they can't even, oh, man, that same culture, when you look at them, what part of them is pretty? What part of them, they feel like, I don't care what level they're on, they always feel like. Somebody warns them all the time. But to all the men who are married to these white women, how much respect does your wife really give you? What happens when they are when you're dating these women and they realize you're not hung like a damn horse or an elephant? And move on to the next thing. Then what? Something You'll is mentally replaced. wrong with these people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're they're, you know, you guys, you men are so, y'all don't understand the value you men have. You black men. You beautiful, handsome, strong, powerful black men. Y'all don't get that. And they have, and we have some sisters out there that do the same thing. You know, they trying to fit or, you know, measure themselves up to these white Beckys and things. For what? Tell me as a black man or a black woman, how can you compare yourself to a person who has no soul, no heart, and think that they're better than everybody else? The Latin women do the same shit. You know, their thing is the same thing. They just like these white women. Oh, my pussy. Everything is pussy and pussy. Every Almost every picture, you, when you see them now, and you see what always that that has to be on display. Why? I'm not saying having a vagina is a bad thing, but you're gonna have somebody controlling you because of what they got between their legs and then the color of their skin. When they hygiene habits are horrible. And we got nasty black women, we got nasty we got nastiness and everything. But these mugs can come home, take a don't even take a shower, just change clothes and, and then go right back out the door. 
let me tell you, you know, a lot of black men would be so fast to put down a black woman with a certain level of funk. But these brainwashed black men, they'll accept that level of funk and even more if the woman is white, simply because she is white. That white skin has some of us intoxicated so that they will, they will, they will critique so much about the black woman. And you'll see them walking down the street hand in hand like they got a prize. And the woman next to them is five foot four, 500 pounds, breath like Lindberger cheese, cottage cheese, thighs, misshapen, bad body, each flabby butt cheek in constant chaos, but they got a prize. And they will jump and do. Look at the body language. Look at the dynamics. And he'll treat that woman like he has a queen. And for those reject white women that the white man doesn't want, he laughs at that black man because you're glad to get his scraps. I'm going to tell it. I see it every day. And again, this is not 100% of every situation, but this plays into much of the situations. That psychological brainwashing that many of us have. Some of us brothers are conscious or act conscious and say the right things because they're in pain and that's the only way they can whip out and, and go against the system of white supremacy. But behind closed doors, they're all into the white woman. Go check the history on the computers of some, some of these pro-black conscious brothers and you'll see that they were up watching porn all night long and there wasn't a sister involved. It's the truth. I know it. I see it. I hear it. It's like you got somewhere. And when the white woman comes around and they, <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, their voice changes. What the hell is that? And if you don't give it, remember the scene in Roots when they were trying to make Kunta Kinte say that his name was Toby on these jobs? When you walk as Kunta Kinte, that white woman is going to break your back? We have this one here, Permit Patty or Barbecue Becky. That mentality where, nigga, you're not walking the way I think you should walk. You're going to get a write-up from the boss real soon. Anything you do, that white woman is right there breathing down your back to break you, especially in positions and places of employment. So we, we're attacked so many different ways as black men and black women. How many of us are going to wave the, the white flag of submission? The white flag of submission when you put that relaxing cream in your hair. I'm letting you know that what's going on under this head in my brain is a submissive mind and I'm going to relax my hair. And we lie to ourselves and say, well, it's for the style and it's, and it's to make it more manageable. We dye our hair blonde to let them know that we have something else going on in our head, but it's going to be no threat to you. I am so willing to fit in. And yes, white women dye their hair blonde too, but they're white women. White women get weaves too, but they're white women, right? We understand that. But we bend ourselves over backwards.
to let these people know in this so-called dominant culture here in the United States, which is not dominant worldwide. So let's stop saying that. It's not dominant worldwide. And this is why they don't want you to think as a world citizen, a citizen of the world, because you'll put things into perspective that the white man and a white woman in this, this, this white society is minuscule. And I'll say it again, even though Americans consume 94% of the hard drugs of the world, white people are a nation of drug addicts, but they'll put us up on the screen using drugs. Yes, there are many of us that use drugs, and that's a weapon to take our minds away from who we are and put another lay, another barrier, another obstacle from us finding ourselves. But if we are 13% of the population and 94% of the hard drugs are consumed by Americans, well, guess who are the dope heads, crackheads, methamphetamine addicts of the world? Alongside with that feeling of superiority, they're self-medicating too because they know the position that they're in and how they got there. Yes, they do. Go ahead, sweetheart. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, that's just a certain percentage of black people. That's just a certain percentage of black men. Explain to me. From since slavery, what has changed with these people's mentality? What has changed with these white women's mentality? Old, young, in between. They have the same attitude. Right? Look at some of the, the homeless white women. You got all these, they, they, hmm. Look at them. Look at when they start hitting, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old. They got to put all that shit in their face, Botox, this, that. For what? They so beautiful, right? If you're so beautiful, you don't need none of this shit, right? At no point. And you get people that say, well, some white women were there when we were having the revolutions. And, yeah, they were there doing what? What were they do? there doing? How are they helping you? How did they help the revolution of black people at any point? How have they helped black men at any point? Look at Kobe. Look at with that girl he slept with. Look at all these athletes. They always getting themselves involved with these women. And then the minute shit hits the fan, they 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 speechless. They don't know exactly how to respond to it. 
But y'all keep y'all keep chasing after these women. Because society is telling you, well, since you ain't shit, and since you aren't all these other things, let me make sure that let's just add injury to insult, and we'll give you the, the white women we don't want no more. And these women end up getting paid millions of dollars. Trailer trash Becky, now this bitch got money, a port. Now she driving a, a Bentley or a Bugatti in, in some big-ass mansion, and your ass looking like boo-boo the damn fool. Now you got to rebuild yourself. How are you going to rebuild yourself when you don't even have a self to rebuild? Just take time and think about this. Or y'all get y'all, I'm going to go back to the people with the degree thing again. Y'all going to get these degrees so y'all can fit into their clubs and their society and their fraternities and all this other thing. And then what? What is that? What is happening? What are y'all doing? Your black women, the society has used your own black women to fuck you. They're giving you so much of Becky to sleep with, be in a relationship with. Call her your wife. But Becky's making a profit off of your ass, not the other way around. Because now that they're married to men, who are, you know, so elevated and so educated and so moved to the society with you're be like you think being marrying these bitches are going to give you any kind of respect. They still are not gonna respect you just because you married to some white bitch. No, they not. You got plenty of sisters out here who are well-educated, who can maintain their own home, who can maintain everything and do exactly and better than what these white women are doing. But no, because she won't drop a a dime to do what you want when she's only doing that because it's making her look good, not you. And that's the white women. Becky don't give two shits about you, whether she a trailer trash bitch or a White House or White House whore. It's the same shit. They all the same shit. Go ahead, Lance. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yes, it's it's it, it it's amazing how screwed up many of our minds are and how we allow this screwed up mind as a bad foundation that's not even even to be the basis of these relationships that we say are so perfect. What what are we running away from? 
you know, I'm 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 kind of making the banner right now for this particular conversation discussion. And I'm just seeing some pictures that will just bedazzle you. Why do we hold our black women up to such a high standard and we give a pass to many of these white women? And, and it's there because of the place that we're in, the society that we're in, the system that we're in. You can ignore it all you want to, see? But the system, and are they really going to give up their so-called privilege? They can talk to talk, and this is with most whites in general. They'll talk to you one-on-one -on -one and say what's not right and what they don't believe in. and They'll say whatever it is to keep on your good side, but will they put their face out there and risk losing it all to be called a nigger lover? Will they put it all on the line? to lose the ability to pay their mortgage, to lose their friends. I'm not saying that white people should abandon all things in life and just make it about black folks. No, I, I would never do that, right? But be real. And we got to stop accepting these paper-thin alliances, associations, see? We got to demand more of not only white folks but everybody these lukewarm negroes out here who will do the same thing to you and talk to talk but how are you gonna talk black and sleep white our sisters need us even when they're in a state of mind that may not be too kosher we've got to deal with that we can't give that blanket statement and say well uh, black women are this like it's the Association of Black Women, and here are the bylaws, here are the rules, here's the mission statement of Black women. And there's so many people, sadly, that help to perpetuate this online. I won't, don't even have to name names. We have that Black man who put Black women down. His whole core, his whole, his whole mission statement is that. And there are people out there that grab that hook, line, and sinker, especially when they've been hurt by a Black woman. They run to that, and it's like, okay, they're dealing with emotion, but they have not dealt with the fact on how we've been strategically broken down mentally, physically, and emotionally and tossed to the side. And now we come along and we have this person who is not in their right state of mind, so we're not, not going to blame them. We can't blame them. This system broke them down. Things were passed down to them generation to generation. Their whole psyche was molded by somebody else who wants to keep them down, and now we get somebody who is degraded who's not working at full strength. So how can we blame that black woman? It can be annoying sometimes, yes, when you logically speak to someone, but your love for your sister has to be stronger than the hate of that society and that man that screwed her head up. We're all in a mess, and we're going to have to deal with it sooner or later. And if we think we can isolate ourselves from it, it's going to come up and it's going to smack us in the face. So deal with it now, or it's going to come back at you later. Like that stack, ever-growing stack of bills that an irresponsible person is in denial of, that they put up on the dresser and ignore it. Now it becomes intimidating. Now it's something they don't want to deal with. Now it's something they want to run away from. You can run out of the house. You can burn the house down just to burn those pile of bills and walk away from the house. But the debt is still there. The pressure is still there. We need healthy dialogue. 
on all fronts. If I'm wrong, then sit down and talk with me and let's see how we can iron it out amongst ourselves. And maybe I can learn something. But many people will not like what I say because I'm speaking on my experiences, which may be different from your experiences. But if you had my experiences, 99% of the time you are going to feel the same way I do. The difference with me and the difference with others or the difference with Sister Heidi here and the difference with others is that we're going to talk about it. And people find it fascinating. Why should it be so fascinating when you can look around and see it for your own, with your own two eyes? But we choose not to see it. We choose to go into this utopia. Let, let's, you know, let's play pretend. The escapism. This is why if reality was so wonderful, why are so many of us out here on a sunny day with many wonderful people to vibe with, but we're looking down into a so-called smartphone, which makes us dumb? We've got to change. We can't be in denial anymore. But most of us, I feel, are so far gone, they can change, they can improve, they can come out of it, but they don't want to. Ignorance is bliss. We value that white woman so much. And she can do so little for us. Our souls as black men ache in this society. All these little things and big things and things in between. We have the target on us all the time. We know we're going to be the first one to be blamed when something's missing. We're going to be the first one blamed when a white woman is raped. We're going to be the first one blamed when a car is stolen. We're going to be the first one that people think is going to be so mentally inept that we can't carry out the task. They, they assume that our credit is bad. They assume that we all have records. They assume that we're all on drugs. Or if we're not on drugs, we sell drugs. And if we have some basic intellect, that we're going to use it to do something devious. But the numbers don't add up. And yes, many of us, most of us are railroaded into that system of incarceration so they can turn around and statistically say, well, look how many of you are locked up. Well, look how this system has railroaded us. No opportunities. And, and, and how they come against us and keep us from opportunities and guide us into a situation and turn us around, turn around and say, oh, look, this is something you did. No, it's not. Yes, we have to bear responsibilities, you know, take responsibility for our choices. But how are those choices influenced? If I call myself or desire to be a vegan and I go to a restaurant where they hate me and don't want me to elevate and they show me the menu that has steak and chicken and that's it and I'm hungry. I'm not yet a vegan, but I have a desire to do that. Well, I'm going to choose either the steak or the chicken, and probably it's going to be the chicken. And I eat chicken every day. And they turn around and say, you know what? You say you want to be a vegan. You made the choice to eat chicken every day. Well, that was the only thing available to me. Now, that's a broad stroke of an analogy. But how do we, what, what choices do we feel we have? with our communities broken down and our men removed. The only men that are allowed are effeminate men. What is that to see as a choice 
for our young black men? What happened to the black sentinels that looked over our communities, whether they were a, a mailman or, or, or a, 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 a plumber or whatever? Could have been a doctor. Could have been a lawyer. Yeah. But whatever profession they did, they carried themselves with respect. And they had a community, a communal sense of uh, a state of mind. They saw a little boy crying over in the yard two, two doors down. He's going to go over there. Young man, what's the problem? We always helped with groceries. We weren't allowed to walk past a stranger or someone we knew in the hood. And I say hood. I'm not only my hood was a hood. It was a neighborhood. But let's just say hood for those who live in that. Because you know what? God didn't make any hoods. And if we treat each other as, as we are, the best, with respect, a reverence, we can quickly turn that so-called hood into paradise on earth. And why does it take us destroying ourselves in a so-called hood with the same soil, the same air, and the same sunlight shining down on us as it is in the so-called white affluent neighborhoods and, and then eventually we move out come back five years later ten years later and that same so-called hood is an affluent white gentrified neighborhood that we're not we're priced out of so was it really a hood or is this thing called hood a figment of our imagination Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, this doesn't sound like mental stress or mental stress on a black man. But it is. All of this is mental stress. Every aspect, every point from beginning to end, society that has been created to make sure that the black man on any level or every level is put in a position where he's just being pulled like a puppet. And his respect, he has no respect. Respect from who? He doesn't have respect from his own. He doesn't have respect from the people who are using him. So who is going to help you? Your own who do do better look down on you. The ones that are, you know, they black power and black this and what are these people at? They're playing into the system as well. All these drug dealers that went from that that are rappers now, or um, whatever. <laughs> why? Why is it? Why is the situation not changing? Like I said in the other episode. I understand it is difficult and extremely difficult 
when you have no core in or out, when you have nothing, when you've been used at and abused physically, mentally, they play games, head games with you guys. You know, well, he's a good basketball player. Oh, he's a good this. The ones we went to school with who were smart. I shouldn't say everybody's every black every black man, every black person, everybody who has a brain in their head, your intelligence is there. Your intelligence is not the process of the system from elementary from kindergarten to to, to college or university. That's not your educational level. You have more. You produce more. You are capable of more. I love my black men, and I will. I don't care what the situation is, but it's amazing to know some of you with all this Y'all are still able to strive and go through, pull up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and handle your business with no father in the picture, with everything from home to the outside world tearing you and, and just embarrassing the shit out of you. But somehow you make it through. You think you're just doing that off the is that God within you that's keeping you like that, that's keeping your head above water, that's keeping you striving, that's keeping the faith, keeping the hope. Is that power? And that's what they want. They want to make sure that you are mentally without the power that makes you who you are. And the only other way that's going to get fixed, you have to be around a woman of your own caliber who has who understands the struggles that you go through, who understands the power that you have, who celebrates you, who loves you, who knows that you have that you can be anything that you want to be. You are a God. Inside and out, you are one. Your spiritual power is so elevated and so strong. But no, that's not mental abuse. Oh, that's just society and people's version of stuff. No, that is mental abuse. Mental abuse comes in all different ways and fashions. They have the prison system making sure that they keep you behind bars because it's a money-making business the more they keep you all back there. Y'all have to survive even when y'all are in there because you don't know what the CEO got up their sleeve. You don't know what the next inmate got up their sleeve. 
You don't know who's the coon from from the brother. You, you don't know. You can't trust anybody. They've even, they've taken that out of you. They've taken trust out of you. They've taken they've done so much to you. Stop giving these people what they want. Stop letting them destroy you. Stop. It is not easy, and it will never be easy to, to, to come out of this system. But you have to find your way. You have to find your way. Because there are women out here, there are people out here who love you, people who look like you, who want to see you to your full potential, to your full power. We know once you put your foot down, that white man and that white woman ain't got shit else to stand on. You build that bond. And you make sure that they understand who you are. Stop trying to make these people comfortable and stop allowing the fact that the system has done a lot of damage to you to just lay down and and die, man. Don't do that. Don't lay down and die. Don't let this white whore with her nothingness, soulless self, take your soul from you. You are not somebody, you're not a a trophy, you are a man. You're not a thing, you're a man. You are a powerful man. And until all you brothers who have made it out, please, we're begging, come help the ones who who can't see a way out of this. Come back and help them. The ones who are married to powerful, strong black women, come back and help them. Be selfless and not selfish. None of no there is no black man on this planet that is a fool. People do a lot of foolish things, but y'all are not fools. And y'all know when stuff is wrong. And y'all know when y'all have to oh well I have to go to work and pay my bills and take care of my household and if I have to be with Becky, so be it because As long as I got Becky, I can take care of my black people. Well, Becky is not going to help you or the black people you're trying to help. Because her whole concept is as long, the longer I can keep this nigga around to benefit her pockets and her people, 
You ain't got nothing's gonna change. Go ahead, Lance. You're right. The seeds are planted so deep that for the most part, nothing will change. So me personally, I'm not emotionally invested in what others do when they want to make their own decision to do whatever it is that they, they do, as long as it doesn't hurt the whole community. Like, okay, if you want to go ahead, and really that's like a funny statement because it, it does eventually. But my thing is that for me, it's just shine my truth. Shine your truth. Don't miss a step for those because of those who are misled and want to parade around their psychosis. Shine your truth. Walk upright. Do the right thing in your own life. Those who get it will get it. Those who refuse to see it, let them refuse to see it because like I say to many people, like in that situation of a rebellious stepchild who refuses to give you respect, when you get older and go out on your own, Life will straighten you out. Life will correct you. Life will make you think back to the wisdom that that step-parent tried to share with you. And you'll appreciate it, even though you'll never admit it. So work with those who really want to improve themselves and, and see a little more. And even with them, don't just tell them that your truth is absolute. Allow them to go out into the world and see it for themselves, whatever it may be. And even still, even those of us at advancing ages, we can still learn from people who are younger. The world is evolving in many ways. Some places things are evolving for the better, but most places they are not for people like you and I. So um, my thing is to people, I tell them all the time, open your eyes, don't be in denial, don't take things for what they appear to be on the surface, always dig deeper, always see the history of something. Just don't take that Colgate smile and what they, when somebody says they love you, that, you know, oh, they said they love me, so they love me. Love is a funny word. Love is like money. I can go here downtown in Orlando or go to the Millennium Mall or any mall in the United States with the intention of spending a lot of money. But the minute they see that it's Chinese currency, it's no good until I change it over. So love is a funny word. It's thrown around. Back in the day, that was what drove most most songs, not even just love songs, but most songs. Look at the society now in comparison to the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s, where either it was a song about how I love somebody or how somebody broke my heart or how I have a love for someone, right? how you're trying to woo somebody over. You don't hear about that anymore. All you hear about is the haters, the materialism, what car I have, what status I have, stacks of paper, sex, twerking, my head game, my neck, my back, my coochie, and you know, just all of the stupid stuff. We've been stripped and it's being reinforced. So for those who absorb this type of stuff and our minds being bombarded, Another point I wanted to say really quick that might be off topic, but it's not in a way because it still deals with all things black. You know, I do a lot of things online with graphics. 
And I do snatch images that are floating on Google and Yahoo for free to create my graphics, to create these banners that I put up with uh, my videos. And I've noticed something over the years because I've been doing this for a very long time that when you Google a Minister Louis Farrakhan or you Google a Malcolm X or they're there, but it's there much less than what it used to be. And many of us are being written out. It used to be when you would Google Black Panther and you'd either see a Black Panther or you'd see Huey Newton or any of the Black Panther Party, you know, individuals. Now, all you see is footage and stills from the movie Black Panther. So we're kind of being pushed out of visibility. You have Getty Images that purchases so many of our cultural images, iconic pictures of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, so on and so on. They own this now. They own these images now. You see, you know, they're controlling so much of our real estate on so many levels. Music, the images on Google, the movies that they control. We don't control movies like that. We have to support our independent creators on all fronts, whether it's YouTube, the movies, the music. We have to outright go in our pockets and support them because they're the voices for us. Be very careful when culture is being put on you and it may seem all good, but it's, not, it's just another tool to manipulate us. And they might give us something good. Look, if I'm an old man in the house and I want to slaughter a particular animal, but I, I can't run it down. I don't have the tools to slaughter them but I have one gun and one bullet. Well, I'm going to put some food out there for that animal by my door. He may not trust it, but in the midnight hour, he may go and eat it. And I don't care. I'm not looking to get him right away. But I get him used to being fed. Feed him well. Now I can get near the door. He might run away. Another two weeks, he'll sit there and eat while I'm at the door. Now I open the door. Now I'm sitting next to him. Now I'm patting him on the head. Now he's eating out of my hand. Got him now. Pow! Got the animal. So be careful when something is given to you that seems so good because the enemy takes his time to work on your mind. He doesn't come at you right away to reveal who he is and what his intentions are. But just understand this. Power and control. People think racism is just a white person calling a black person a nigger. And people will turn around and say, I'm racist. Or any black person is racist. The only way a black person can be racist toward anyone else is when they can inflict a particular mindset of control and have power over them. What power do I have over these white folks out here and other races who honor white folks as being the pinnacle and epitome of manhood and womanhood? What power do I have? Can I go to my job and fire somebody? Can I go out in the street and arrest somebody? Can I stop people of other races from coming into my community and making money, making way more money than me while I step past them to go to a job that pays me peanuts where I have to ask for a day off? 
What power do I have? Racism is when you have power and control over the resources. So no matter how much you smile and probably don't say the word nigger and maybe throw a few pennies to a black charity, you still have power and control over those who don't look like you. But we don't look at it that way. In the media, they push out stories all the time about this white man called this little black kid a nigger. This white woman, uh, a barbecue Becky or permit Patty did this. Those are the little things, and they're important, but they keep you distracted from us unifying and going against the whole total system of white supremacy that has power and control over the resources. You think if Flint, Michigan was a town of predominant Jews, fake Jews, that that water would still be sitting there contaminated like that? See, we can have power and control. When we take it back, when we lose the fear of being up under those who oppress us, we can do it on our own. How many times you go somewhere and observe a white-owned company, but see nothing but black folks there, or a high amount of blacks that are professional and know their stuff, specialists, experts, but the minute they step out of that door or are not employed by them anymore, that white company, we look at them as though they're inferior, that they can't do for us what the white companies do for us. So we got to turn our back. We don't hate anybody. We just want to love ourselves. Why can't we love ourselves? Why is it that when too many of us begin to get together and talk, they have to push their nose in? They have to monitor everything so it doesn't get out of hand. Translation, they don't take back control of their lives. Why are we going to Walmart? Why are we going to Starbucks? Why do we go back to these places and don't have our silent protest and pull away? We're 13% of the population in the United States, but we have a trillion dollars to spend. They want that money while it's worth something. It's diminishing, but they still want it. And we work so hard and suffer so much in fear of losing that job, under the stress and harassment that we take. And don't say anything because we don't want to cause any trouble because we want to keep these jobs. And then we get that money that has caused great harm on our health because of what we've had to endure. And we turn around and give it right back to the very oppressor that does not give us a good deal. Our interest rates are higher. By the time we get our pennies, we're lucky to have just one penny. But no, we can't unify. We have to be hip. We got to have that German sports car. We have to have that Italian uh, 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 designer handbag. We got to spend this money to look good and get that weave. Look good by putting dog hair on your head when your spiritual antennas reach up to the heavens and reach up to the sun. Don't you know that your natural hair is the extension of your nervous system. And that's why so many of us are running around here stupid because we cut our antennas off. Make it grow. Your perception will grow. There are things that they're not going to tell you about yourself. The very things that they want of you, 
they tell you to hate yourself by making fun of you and mocking you. And then later on in life, they want those same things. Oh, you're too black, but they can't keep out of the tanning salons or going to a Caribbean country, an African uh, country, somewhere where black people are. Why is it if they hate us so much, they can't stay away from us where we are on the planet? Answer me that. Oh, I'm going to take a trip down to the Caribbean. Ha, ha, ha. We enjoyed ourselves. That's your country, black man and woman. And they're flexing on you by going down to your countries and coming back and telling you what a great time they had. But the queen will keep those people in servitude financially and with the resources. So they can't do anything in their own country, but they're telling you that they had a good time in your country. And the people who are there can't even go to the establishments that they built. Can't do it. Because they're toiling. For pennies on the dollar. You see how screwed up this world is? Yet we still run to them. Who wants to look like them? So, so many of us do because it means success. It means if our skin is lighter, we may have a better time, a better chance of getting that job. If our skin is lighter, we'll be accepted by our oppressors more and we won't feel as much pain. What an what a obvious expression of self-hate. But we turn around and make excuses. And we look like fools. I see so many of my sisters and brothers slapping this bleaching cream on their skin. Face white, neck black. Face white, ears black. Face white, hands black. We, we, we are, especially here in America, we are really medicated, mentally insane, or with all races. And the most successful people that will enjoy their success on all levels are the, are the people who will enjoy themselves and make sure that they are as close to their original state as possible, the way the creator made them. We walk with so much baggage. We are hung up. And white folks are hung up on their stuff too. These white women who have to live up to or live down to this European standard of so-called beauty I, I got to put my makeup on. Oh, yeah. I got to get my, my weave. and Their hair is frizzy. They got to straighten it out. So they have to be this epitome all the time. So they walk around with the makeup. They walk around doing all kinds of things to themselves. Plastic surgery, too. White supremacy has their minds screwed up. They can't even lay back and enjoy life because they're scared their man is going to run off with somebody else. Because they've only put themselves out there as that sex kitten and never respected for who they are and their accomplishments and what bit of character or morals that they have inside. White women have been reduced also, but that's not my fight. I hear them. I've observed them over the years with their white men. Am I, am I, am I sucking your cock right? All this fear coming from. Because you know that man you're dealing with it is a beast. Because if you don't suck his cock right, black people use the word dick, excuse my French, but if you don't suck his cock right, oh, damn it, you don't suck it right. You don't even push your breasts up the way I like when you're sucking me. I'm going to find somebody else. They're animalistic with it. Sex means nothing. It's a mere act. It's acrobatics. That's why you can have a white woman kneeling 
in front of 20 or 30 black coons who are glad to get their dick in that mouth. Pukake. That's what they call it. Nasty. And we reduced our vibration and then we want to bring that back to the black woman and emulate that. And some of us are fools who do those things. There's a connection. There's a reason why the genitals are where they are. Hidden from sight. You don't walk down the street and just see somebody's genitals like you see the palm of their hand. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why the genitals are located at, at the base of the spine. We know we're electrical beings. And so when two people are making love or procreating, whatever you want to call it, having sex, the most sensitive parts of that nervous system are connecting. There's an electrical charge. There's an electrical connection happening. Because at the base of the spine, you come down, I'm going to be crude, down the crack of the backside, right there between the legs where the genitals on, you combine that, and at the top you have your brains, and over the brains you have your hair. There's a lot of things that are going on in the atmosphere when two people connect and a child is conceived. That energy. But we don't think that way. We see it as just pleasure. There's pleasure in eating a mango in the hot Caribbean climate. But there has to be pleasure because that's what's going to make you eat that to ensure that you have the vitamins and the minerals and the carbohydrates natural to balance you out in that hot atmosphere. But we don't think about those things, right? Everything that we need is supplied by the creator. Black man and black woman, we need each other. And we're walking away from the very thing that we need and the very very mental, spiritual and physical nutrition that we need in each other. And that's why we become deficient as black men when we're not with what we should be with. And we're being washed out, watered down. And this is why you have so many Batiman out here because they're off course. It, It may not be their fault. I understand that. But we're being reduced, watered down, and relegated to an eventual nothingness. Go ahead, Heidi. And I'm going to have to wrap it down in a...